Hey, what's up, podcast people? It's your boy, Pro Ben Twarmer. Welcome back to another episode of the Duelist in a Monologue. Um, it's been a minute since I did an episode, and I feel like I have to get you guys some DSOD content because DSOD World came out in the little meanwhile of me being a little absent. So we're going to talk about the world itself, the new cards, the just overall feel, and currently there's a event for the Unknown Duelist, I think Plana, I think that's her name. I wasn't really reading the text. But um, she drops Cubics and Constellars. I'm not going to talk about the cards that she drops yet. Simply because I want to give a good... I want to get deep into the archetypes to know if these cards are actually decent. So I'm going to do some research on that. Maybe that's going to be in the next episode. Also this episode, I'm going to be talking about the podcast question of the week that I asked on Twitter. I will be asking them uh, going further on, uh, on Reddit as well as Twitter. So... Hopefully, you guys can get in on it in both um, areas. So, first thing, first, we're going to talk about DSOD World. Now, it was really cool how you unlocked it. You had to have the ceremonial duel between Yami Yugi and Yugi Mudo. And I thought it was dope that we got the silent, the silent deck, the silent duelist deck with all the silent cards. I just relied on the silent magician because, as we all know, that card is probably the best card out of all the silence because... For the, the um, Silent Swordsman, you have to rely on Silent Sword Slash mostly to get some attack going so you can actually be good for the rest of the match. And I couldn't draw into those, so I just went Silent Magician level 4, Silent Magician, and just sat on that. If he attacked into it, I got Silent Magician level 8, and I was good. So that's pretty much how I won that duel. It has to take place in DM, and then you unlock uh, DSOD World, and the first character you get clearly is Kaiba. Kaiba is on a mission to reborn to um, resurrect the Pharaoh so he can have his salty run back because he can never be called King of Games because the Pharaoh is gone. And I think that that is pretty damn cool because it sticks true to the movie. Um, but also they add a couple elements that are like new to not new to Duel Links, but it's uh, it just the the Kaiba movie Kaiba to include Duel Links in his. Uh, pantheon of things to, th- to talk about because he created dueling so it kind of is an interesting take on it because he's like oh yeah all the ai are just people who are logged into the i think it's like crystal network or something like that and dueling is a world where you know he's gonna try to bring back the pharaoh in and stuff like that i think that that was pretty cool he has some new gate rewards you have assault wyvern it's a level four light dragon when this when it destroys an opponent's monster you can tribute the card and special summon the dragon from the hand of the graveyard i think it's pretty decent but it relies on destroying a card and i don't really think that that is how we're moving in this game um in the, the state of our meta right now i don't think it will be too useful his other uh new card reward is crystal dragon during damage step if it battled add one level eight dragon from the deck I mean, it's a way to search out Blue Eyes, but there's other ways to search out Blue Eyes. We could have just got an extra copy of um, Melody of Awakening Dragon, and that would have been an easier way to search out Blue Eyes than this, because it requires you putting a level 6 on the board, having it do battle, and then getting the Blue Eyes. That's way too much uh, way too much to get on. Like, I guess you can Assault Wyvern, attack, Special Summon Crystal Dragon, attack next turn, and search Blue Eyes, but that's mad work when I could just set it um set one of the eggs 
it gets attacked into and then I get blue eyes either to the hand with one of the eggs or to the field with the other egg. So it's really not going to see that much play, um, at least in my opinion. The last card that's new for him is Dark Sacrifice. Now I feel like out of his um, gate rewards for DSLD Kaiba, I feel like this one has the most potential. Because it says, when your opponent activates an effect that would destroy a card, negate the effect and send one level 3 or lower dark monster from your deck to the graveyard. Um, I don't think that there's many targets to send to the graveyard that will actually be impactful in the graveyard, but it does thin your deck for a level 3 dark, and it negates an effect that would destroy cards on the field, so it can negate something like Treacherous Trap Hole, which is what I think of immediately off the bat, because that's the one card that has been destroying cards on the field for a while. Also cards like Ubel or um, Sacred Phoenix of Nephthys. Those are the only cards that I can think of immediately that destroys cards on the field, but those last two aren't really that meta-defining, and I haven't seen that much Treacherous on the ladder simply because the decks are moving more towards monster effects and, and, and crazy destruction um, and crazy big monsters on the field. So. I don't know. I haven't seen too much treacherous in my own personal account of the PvP, so I don't know how big uh, Dark Sacrifice would be going further. But I do think if we get cards like King Backjack that uh, lets you uh, search your deck for a trap and then set it and you can activate it at the same turn and stuff like that, which is a level 1 Dark and stuff like that, um, if we get those going further, I think that this card can actually be pretty good because it can further your game state. Um, and stuff like that like that's what i'm thinking at right now um as far as the best character in dsod world in my opinion is mokuba because he glowed up man he looks so good of course it's the um redesign from the movie but go to dm look at mokuba at the gate and then switch the gate to DSOD World Mokuba. He looks so much better, dude. I just rather have DSOD World Mokuba all the time. He also has a different deck. Now, he doesn't have dialogue for the different deck. I wish that there was a reason why they gave him Thunder Dragons, but the rumors were true. They gave him Thunder Dragons. Now, once again, I really do wish that they gave him a reason. Like, I wish he was like, oh, um, I, wanna, I still want to, you know, be the best in order to be the best instead of trying to be my brother i gotta like beat my brother or something like that something along the lines to make him drop blue eyes because even when you unlock him he still gives you a copy of blue eyes and i'm like but you're you're playing thunder dragons at the at the gate and of course even in his thunder dragon deck he has like two blue eyes it's like why <laughs> like why it conflicts with everything that you're playing right now but whatever um he gives you Thunder Dragon Dark, Thunder Dragon Matrix, which are two really good cards. Thunder Dragon Dark, when sent from the field to the graveyard, or Banish. Most of you want to banish this. It can search you a Thunder Dragon card from the deck. You can also quick effect um, discard itself from your hand to add another copy from the deck. So some quick deck, deck thinning. Uh, Thunder Dragon Matrix can discard itself to boost up a Thunder Dragon monster on the field by 500 attack. That attack gain is permanent when it's sent to the graveyard or I believe banished you can um, search another copy of itself uh, so that's that's also pretty good and Thunder Dragon Discharge is the trap now I did I do believe I said when um, if he gets Thunder Dragons he's not getting the uh, the fusions 
he's getting the traps because the traps see no play in the TCG at the moment. So might as well give it to us in Duel Links because they're not that strong to see play in the TCG. So Thunder Dragon discharges the card that he did not drop for me until I like was completely tired of farming Mokuba. I got 12 Thunder Dragon Matrix, seven, um, what's this card name? Kidmoto Dragon and four Thunder Dragon Dark before I ever got one copy of Thunder Dragon Discharge. And then I got the other two, the next farm over. So I was like, okay, Mokuba, finally, give me my damn cards. But um, Thunder Dragon Dark, um, Thunder Dragon Discharge states, uh, send, when you summon a, sp a Thunder Dragon monster, you can banish a Thunder from the deck and destroy one set spell, a tra one set, um, one spell a trap on your opponent's side of the field. So I think that that's really strong. Uh, if you're playing a dedicated Thunder Dragon deck, but I don't know how many Thunder Dragons you're going to be summoning. Maybe just Thunder Dragon Roar, which Mokuba does give you three copies of in his level up. Um, I think that's the only good formidable body is 2400 attack, where the other ones have like 16 or 1800 attack. It's pretty trash. Um, because we don't have the fusions, it's kind of weird to play Thunder Dragons right now, but I do think that people will make a Chaos variant of the deck or just have them as a side engine and alongside Battery Man um, just to take advantage of this because there's no other way to play Thunder Dragon at the moment other than you know Chaos or use them as a Thunder engine within Battery Man because they are Thunders and Battery Man does banish a Thunder from the grave, like I think a Thunder from the graveyard, Battery Man, um, the big one. So you could banish and then you could you get um, Thunder Dragon effects going and so on and so forth. So I, that's the only way I can see these uh, working. Uh, did I mention? Okay, so he does give you Thunder Dragon Roar on level up. He also gives you Thunder Dragon's 100 Thunders. Uh, the other trap, that's his level 30 level up reward. Um, it just special summons a Thunder Dragon from the graveyard and then special summon other names, other Thunder Dragons with the same name from the graveyard and they're banished when they leave the field. So it gives them the opportunity to activate their effects and just brings them back from the graveyard. And because of how I think Thunder Dragon Roar works, you can discard it to search a Thunder, uh, add a Thunder Dragon card from the graveyard to the hand or banish from the hand to the hand. So you can keep looping 100 Thunder. So I'm okay with only having one copy of it because you can just loop it. You can also search it with um, Thunder Dragon Dark, so it's not really that bad. Going on for the future of Thunder Dragon, do I think that there'll be a formidable deck? I don't think so. I mean, we got Thunder Dragon Hawk in the recent box. I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit, but I don't really think that Thunder Dragons on their own right now are gonna be good. Um, I don't even think we'll get the fusions because the fusions are fucking busted. Like Colossus is a walking mistake. It, it um, prevents your opponent from drawing cards outside of the, the draw phase. So it's not, it's not happening. Like that's not happening. And Titan takes a Thunder Dragon Fusion Monster uh, to summon, I believe. When you um, <clears throat> or you know, the both the fusions don't even need polymerization. It's just if a Thunder Dragon card is activated as effect this turn, you can tribute a Thunder Monster on the field to special summon it. That's it. That's so easy to do. Just send Thunder Dragon Dark to the to the graveyard from the hand to the graveyard, search another one, put a thunder on the field, tribute that thing for a uh, fusion. That's not happening. That's way too easy. That's way too easy. And when they are getting destroyed, you just banish a thunder from the graveyard instead. Nah, that's way too easy. So yeah, I don't think Thunder Dragon is gonna be a formidable deck 
going on in the future of uh, Duel Links, but who the fuck knows if Konami is insane, maybe they'll give us it, who knows, you know, whatever, who knows, I have not unlocked Scud, I honestly don't care to unlock Scud at the moment, I might unlock him just by like, oh crap, I did a thing and now it says I can unlock Scud, but right now I don't care for Scud, uh, from what I've hear, heard from other people, he's not really the best character anyway, so I'm in no rush to unlock Scud. So let's talk about the new cards that came into Dark Side of Dimension, or came with Dark Side of Dimension. So we got a box called Dark Dimension. Duh. Like, of course, it's going to be named this. We, <laughs> If you look at um, GX, we got the box called Generation Next. Like, it, we, we get this. <laughs> As far as new world boxes go, I think that this box is the most interesting and going further has the most potential for the meta than every other new world box we've gotten before. Like I mentioned with uh, Generation Next, that box only gave us Floodgate Trap Hole and everything else was hot garbage. We all thought that um, King of the Swamp was going to be a really, really, really good card because the whole generation was going to focus on fusions, and then it wasn't. <laughs> Evil Dragon and Nanta got a little bit of play here and there at the beginning of the box, and then it was just hot garbage. You look at um, when we got Synchros in 5Ds, and we got the, the box, I think it's like Stardust Acceleration, I think the name of the box is... We got Stardust Dragon, which still really doesn't see that much play. You got Dragon, um, Silver's Cry is the best card out of that box, and everything else is pretty ass. Like, <laughs> I'm not even trying to sugarcoat it. I'm pretty sure everything else was pretty ass. X-Sabers didn't do much at all. Gen X is Gen X, so don't even try it. It's just not that good. Sure, we got better boxes along the way, but I'm talking about first world boxes, and this first world box has a lot to offer. Um, first up, we're going to talk about Mahad, the cover card. Um, Palladium Oracle Mahad, when it's drawn from the deck, can special summon itself. When it attacks, its attack gets dub becomes double, and when it's destroyed, it gets special summon a, a Dark Magician, I believe, from the graveyard, or the hand, or the deck. I'm not too sure on that last effect, because the first two effects are... The effects that people use the most people have been having a ball with this card this card is so damn clean i've played somebody who just stalled with Draw and then summon um search mahad summon mahad and just continue to make its plays afterwards that was lit also summoning this i think you could summon this off of um no 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 because mahad is light you can't summon it off of magician's navigation but dude Oh, it's just so good. Dark Magician players definitely needed some way to just like clean out uh, players, and Mahad is definitely a way to do it. You also can um, use the Berry Magicians, which we also got in the, the Magician Girls. We also got in this box, we got Chocolate Magician Girls and Ultra Rare. I think Berry Magician Girls is super rare, and a couple of other ones is uh, rares and commons. You're probably not going to be using those. The super rare searches out uh, one from the deck and you just search out chocolate and i believe when they're getting targeted for an attack they can switch out to other spellcasters i know chocolate can discard i mean discard a, a card from the hand and then search it uh, draw an extra card from the deck so you can actually um draw deeper into mahad and then you can also swap it out with something from the graveyard or 
uh, from the hand. I'm not 100% sure on the swap outs because there's way too many to keep track of which does what. But I think that they're pretty decent of a small engine of spellcasters that can get you there with um, damage output and stuff like that. But and also getting you closer to Mahad, but as their own archetype, I don't think that they're supposed to be played as their own archetype, so I get it, but, man, man I don't know, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of them, I'm not a big fan of one being an uh, ultra rare, because it's not really that good, but fuck it, you know, it, it's better than the rest of them, so might as well take up an ultra rare spot, you do you, sis, but... <laughs> <laughs> so um the next card i want to talk about is actually alistair the invoker and invocation now these deserve ultra rare slots these cards are fucking awesome and i mentioned alistair the invoker um on a video shout out to awesome james awesome james let me do a, a video on his channel i think like six seven or eight months ago uh top five uh, TCG architects I want to see in duelings and my number one was Alistair the Invoker and I just spoke that into existence um, also number four was Vendreds on that list so <laughs> maybe I got a little prophetic on that video the first one was uh, number five was Incantations four was uh, Vendreds three was Shiranui two was DDD number one was Invoked and I said in that video one card engines are freaking phenomenal of course meltdown searches we don't have magical meltdown the field spell but meltdown searches alistair the invoker alistair the invoker searches invocation invocation gets out of fusion says shuffles itself back into the deck gives you an alistair the invoker back in the um the banner zone this is really good really good because uh what invocation does is you can use it as a fusion spell, I believe you can just, um, it just needs the, the monsters to be on the field. But if you're using Alistair the Invoker as fusion material, you can banish it and also a card from your opponent's graveyard to summon out a fusion monster. Now, uh, you'd think that, oh, how is your opponent running a uh, material that you need? The invoked monsters that list Alistair the Invoker as a fusion material just need, um, they just need Alistair the Invoker plus a attribute for your opponent. So a light, a dark, or a water. Well, we have dark, water, and earth right now in the game. We have Alistair the Invoker. We have um, Invoke Magellanica, Magellanica, which is the earth. Invoke Kaliga, which is the dark. And Invoke Coquitas, Coquitas, the, the water. They're pretty decent in range of like best to worst to me. I think the water one is the best one because it can't be targeted or destroyed by card effects and it can attack in defense position. So if you could put this on the board alongside like, uh, uh, what's that? Spike shield with chain, it actually boosts its attack. Alistair himself can be a hand trap. You can send it from the hand to the graveyard to give your um, fusions a thousand extra attacks. So that's also a thing that it can um, do. Uh, the next one would probably be Magellanica. It doesn't have any effect, but it's 3,000 attack on its own. Or I think it's like 28,000 attack on its own. Um, and Invoke Kaliga at the end because it's pretty weak. It's only 1,000 attack, 1,800 defense. And it can, I think, stop your opponent from activating effects. And it um, reduces the amount of attacks that both players can do for the turn to one. So that kind of sucks on its own, but... I mean, 
is something. I guess it slows down the game. But if I slow down the game, I'd rather just summon uh, Cloud Castle than summon this because it's not that good. But in the future, we can get the Wind Invoked Monster. I think it's like Raid Rajin, Rajin, I believe it is. He's pretty good. Also, um, Purgatrio, we might not get, but it can attack as many times. You can attack every monster on the field. It's the fire one. And the light one, Mechaba, is the negate. <laughs> if your opponent activates an effect, you can discard a card, like the same type of card, monster spell or trap, and negate the effect. And if you do, banish the card. So it's like a better um, ultimate providence. It's a way better ultimate providence. And considering how many light uh cards we can banish from the graveyard oh that'd be so damn good so damn good to play against a blue eyes player and um just summon a macabre based on banishing their egg and alistair and then uh <laughs> put a macabre on the field and if they try to activate like um what's this guy's name cosmo brain's effect just banish cosmo brain by discarding a monster uh, from the hands of the graveyard which you will have alistair so there you go you just won't get invocate well if you have alistair back in your hand that means that you got invocation back in the deck and you can still banish alistair from the graveyard with invocation and banish one of your opponent's monsters and then get alistair back so one card engine this is what i mean one card engine so damn hype i think that there's a lot of potential for alistair the invoker i think the monster that you summon the fusion monsters you summon really do this your your main goal is just disrupting your opponent by taking cards out of their graveyard uh if they need to be in there so further down the line if we see water monsters dark monsters or earth monsters that need to be in our opponent's graveyard we can just straight up banish it ourselves that would be really damn cool and it's small enough of an engine that you can just fit it into other decks and that's the best part about alistair the invoker to be completely honest so Next, we got Gravekeeper support. Now, I'm not going to go over every card because there's way too many cards. The main thing I want to talk about is that we got Necro Valley at for free-to-play players. Now, I know that we had access to Necro Valley for a while because of the um, selection boxes, but not everybody's spending money in this game to get three copies of a card out of the selection box simply because you needed to spend money to get cards out of the selection box. I'm not spending cards, money to get cards out of the selection box, no sir. So we finally got Necro Valley. People can get it at three if they, you know, rush through this box because it's going to be here forever now. It's not like a selection box and it just fades away. Necro Valley itself is so strong. Now, I actually asked the podcast question of the week this week is how impactful Necro Valley will be in the meta now so because that question is asked next week i'll answer it i'm going to refrain from going too in depth with necro valley i'm going to talk about the gravekeeper monsters themselves we got a fusion monster in gravekeeper supernaturalist which can search necro valley cards so if you're running poly in the deck because of something i'm going to talk about in a little bit you can get this card onto the field activate his effect and in the end phase search necro valley itself I think that that's pretty good, but you kind of don't want to run super poly in the, um, want to run polymerization in the deck because Gravekeeper Spiritualist, a new level four Gravekeeper that we have in this box, is a polymerization when Necro Valley is on the field. So if you have Necro Valley on the field, you summon her, and you can fuse, you can use her as a material and other cards you have in your hand to um, have make a spellcaster fusion. So you can make Necro Valley Supernaturalist with just her which is really cool 
You can also make Quintet Magician, which everybody else is taking into their um, extra deck for Gravekeepers, and that's pretty okay. I don't see a, a problem with that. That's actually pretty cool. Um, I think that the deck is really bricky, but it has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. We got Gravekeeper Spy, finally. If you want to stall, we got Gravekeeper Guard, Gravekeeper's Guard, which can bounce cards back to the hand. With uh, the Field Spell up, these cards have a lot of defense, so which is really, really good. We also have access still to Hidden Temples of the Necro Valley, which can stop your opponent from being able to Special Summon as long as you have Necro Valley on the field and a Gravekeeper monster. Just how well would you maintain Necro Valley on the field and a Gravekeeper monster? Because the minute you lose one or the other, Hidden Temples is gone. So, <laughs> that, I'm going to refrain from talking about Necro Valley till next week. So, I want to hear what you guys think in um, on the subreddit. What, uh, How impactful would um, Necro Valley be to the meta? Do you think that would be impactful? Yes or no? And leave your, um, your reasoning why as well. So, let's get on to the next couple of cards I really want to talk about. Fox, Element Sabers. At first, I was hyped for them um, a while back when they were announced in the TCG, and they kind of suck. Like, they really do suck. So, I'm not even going to talk about them. I mean, Malejo is the best ultra rare out of the whole lineup. It's the best card to be ultra rare because it's a walking Kanadia. You just have to have an element saber in the hand or with the field spell up from the, um, from the deck. But, eh, the rest of the cards kind of suck. Gadgets, we kind of just needed gadgets just because the ancient gear support that comes in this box revolve around gadgets. So gadgets are just gadgets. I don't think that they're going to be that good until we get Xyz since one gadget searches the other gadget. If you could put both of them on the field, they're both level 4, I think, Earth Machines. And you can make Xyz, uh, use them as Xyz material. But for right now, I don't think that they're going to do much at anything. We finally got Karakuri Beredo, but since it's level 8, how are you summoning it in Karakuris if we don't have a level 1 tuner? Like, I, I really looked through everything. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to play this in my Karakuri deck. How are we making this? How How is this happening? I would, I would like to know, how are we getting this out? Because as it stands right now, I don't see it. I really don't see it right now. So, it's a 2800 attack one that when a Karakuri monster changes position, you can draw a card. So, that's really good. With a lot of amount of thinning that Karakuri already has in Cash Cache and Merchant and Anatomy and uh, Beret summoning from the deck. And now, Beret, Beret Doe summoning from the deck. And then, if it changes position, you can, um, dis uh, you can draw an extra card. You're going to be thinning your deck out like crazy in this archetype, which is pretty decent you can run beatdown now that you have a level 8 monster with a high enough attack that with beatdown can actually start getting over things which is fantastic we also have a trap in this um box karakuri clock which i think is really good because karakuris change their position when they're getting attacked um they also must must attack if able but i'm talking about like if you've already have a, a karakuri monster in defense position and your opponent tries to attack it or attack your um your fusion i mean your fusion wow your synchro clock just nukes your opponent's field why not like you feel me i like that and it's searchable because that's kirikuri in the name you can search it with monk i mean with merchant i wish that they got the new support that we got in the tcg i don't think it's out yet so probably we're gonna get that further down the line but beret boo banishes a card and um 
the toad, <laughs> the monk that you special summon itself as a level five tuner and so on and so forth. And the toad is a level one tuner that can change uh, Karakuri's battle position as a quick effect from the graveyard. So these cards are actually really good for Karakuri. Just Karakuri is not really seeing that much play in the TCG, so might as well give it to us in Duel Links. I don't think that they will give us the, the new Synchro, the level nine Synchro, but I hope so. <laughs> I can only be hopeful, right? But that's where the new box ends for me. Everything else is kind of like lackluster. Everything else just kind of sits there as pack fodder. But those cards, these cards that I just mentioned, are the most like interesting for me because I feel like people are gonna try to experiment with them on the ladder. People are gonna try to experiment with them, build cards, adjust old decks, because we got a lot of cards that can fit into older decks. I do think that we're gonna see more blue eyes, I'm not blue eyes, Dark Magician decks in the future. Of course, the new um, rank PVP just started, um, and so on and so forth. I do think that there's gonna be a lot of um, experimentation, a lot of fun happening on the PVP ladder, and that's what I'm happy for the most. Um, just remember, if you're trying to play Necro Valley, Demise of the Land is a thing. It's a quick play spell. When your opponent special summons a monster, you can activate a field spell from the deck. All that Dark Lords do is special summon. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. If you're trying to play a mono stun and trying to put extra cards in there, just throwing that out there. Just saying. But we're going to talk about the, the EX Structure Deck Master of Chaos. So Blue Eyes already got an EX Structure Deck. Dark Magician definitely needed one. And we got Magician of Chaos as a ritual, the ritual monster. And it is kind of lackluster. I mean, its effect is okay. It can pop a car when a spell trap or monster effect activates. And it, you know, floats, if you could call it that, into a Chaos or BLS ritual monster in your hand ignoring the summoning condition. So you can actually float into another copy of yourself with this card if you have the other copy in your hand, which is okay, but why? Like, it could float into um, Blue Eyes Chaos Max since it says Chaos uh, chaos Ritual. It could float into Chaos Max, but we don't have Chaos Max outside of uh, skill. So, um, all right. And this is BLS Ritual Monster, as if we have anything other than just Black Luster Soldier. Are we getting Super Soldier? That's the main thing when I read that. I was like, oh, are we getting Super Soldier? Give me Super Soldier. Please, you can't just say BLS Ritual Monster and only have one BLS Ritual Monster. <laughs> well, that's the only thing that uh, I have potential has potential for me with this card. Is maybe they're giving us more BLS Ritual support, but that might not be. The best cards out of this box, out of this uh, structure deck, is Keeper of the Dragon Magic and Dark Calvary. So Keeper of the Dragon Magic is fantastic. It discards a card to search a polymerization from the deck or a fusion normal spell card, which means Neo's fusion is searchable, which means the return of Neo's fusion. It recently fell off of the tier list on Duel Links meta. Um, but now it's definitely going to be back on. It has to be back on because now you're running six, six Neos fusions in the deck. Consistency is right there. Consistency is so good and it discards a card to search it. So if you ever had that bricky, um, 
bacon saver in your hand or Ling Ling in your hand that you needed in the graveyard in the first place, this card puts it in the graveyard and searches your Neo's fusion so you can Neo's fuse. So good. So good. And then it has an extra effect, which you can reveal a fusion monster from your extra deck and then special summon the material from the graveyard and face down defense position. Now this is for TCG, you cannot link off with it and all that stuff because it's in face down defense position. That's the reason why that's there, like that. And also this card locks you into fusion because of that. That would be super abusable and so on and so forth. So um, I don't think that that's that bad because even you can discard a Neos Search Neos Fusion, activate the effect to reveal Brave Neos and special summon Neos back to the field. Use Neos Fusion with that Neos and a card from the graveyard. Now, that sounds like a lot of complicated bullshit, but it's still really good. You feel me? Because you take advantage of the Neos you just discarded. It's not like you had to discard any other really good card from your hand. You discarded the card that needed to go to the graveyard anyway to search the fusion spell, bring it back to send it back to the graveyard to get out of your fusion. That's fantastic. It has a really good body on itself, 1800 attack. That's fantastic. You feel me? And shout out to YouTube Dan. I was watching his King Games video and he mentioned that he has Chaos Sor uh, Sorcerer in his deck because Keeper of the Dragon Magic is dark and Neos is light so you can easily summon Chaos Sorcerer. So I'm thinking you guys can make a Chaos deck out of this later on in the late games of the, of the, um, of the matches and that works. That really works. That's pretty damn cool. Like, I'm so hyped for this, because not only does it search Neos Fusion, if we get any other Fusion normal spell in the game, it's searchable through this card. Case point, period. You can run this in Red Eyes and search Red Eyes Fusion. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. You cannot search Destruction Swords Fusion simply because it's a quick play, and I understand why. Because it's a quick play, this card is a dragon, BLS is, I'm not BLS, wow, Buster Blader is Buster Blader, you can easily make the Buster Blader Synchro, I mean the Buster Blader Fusion, wow, I'm fudging up my extra deck right now, but you get what I mean, you can't search that, you can search normal spells, if we get other crazy normal spells in the future, that'd be pretty damn dope, you feel me, That's that would be really, really cool. The other card is Dark Calvary, now this card is a fusion that takes Dark Magician and a Warrior type monster. So you can search Polly with Keeper of Dragon Magic and then dump DM and yada yada yada, you feel me? <laughs> I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty of that, but um, you can search, you can summon Dark Calvary with Ayatomias with the Dark Magician on the field. So now here's an extra one alongside, uh, um, dang, I forgot the, the other ones, the the fusion, the, the one that came in the box with Ayatomias and also the fusion that is Dark Magician and Buster Blader together, Dark Paladin. There we go. So you have targets for Ayatomias if you want to run Ayatomias. I don't advise you do, but you can because this card is actually decent. It inflicts piercing, which, you know, anything that's supposed to be Gaia related inflicts piercing for some fucking reason. But when your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a card on the field, you can um, discard a card, negate, and destroy that card. That is really damn good. Some really solid negation. 
that's all people need um people are looking for in duelings anyway it's just some real good solid negation and this card has it so the fact that it can be easily summoned the fact that it's pretty generic the fact that it works in dark magician decks i think that you should give it a try if you want to try to run dark calvary so last week sorry about that last week i asked the podcast question of the week um i think it, it was um there's with all the archetypes in, in duel links some of them just straight up suck and some of them are missing support what which archetypes would you want to see support for and why um my boy uh, dual assessment um green ranger over at the dual assessment podcast check them out if you want to hear more in-depth podcast than me i know i like skim straight get straight to the facts and just skim to the next thing uh very often he gets straight into everything including esports including events and all of that stuff he gets right into it so check his out check his podcast out it is dope it's the main podcast i listen to when i'm on my way to work um he mentioned noble knights so the noble knights he loved playing noble knights but it kind of sucks right now and i'm like just yo green ranger if you're listening to this they're missing their exceeds monsters that's it that's really it if you look at how exceeds monsters work you need two monsters of the same level maybe also the same type and so on and so forth to go into these uh overlay them and go into the exceed monsters madrop equipped with an equip spell special summons another level four to the field hell Put any uh, Noble Knight and Gawain on the field. Hey, put Noble Knight Brothers on the field. Come on. They just summon level fours all the time. Level four light warriors. Uh, you can easily go into Otorius, King of the Noble Knights, who uses equip, monster, equip spells from the graveyard and can pop back row equal to the amount of equips, equip cards uh, onto him. Keep in mind that you still can activate the equip, uh, equip spell effects which um Arfiduder can still pop another uh set card um uh i forget the names of them destiny can, can protect them and the other one can give a thousand attack and so on and so forth so that still is a thing um sacred artorgus pops a monster when detaching a, a material from it and then you got king Custodian, which can you can detach any amount of materials from it to bounce cards from your opponent's side of the field back into the hand. That's so damn strong. And when it's destroyed, you can summon an exceeds uh, material from the extra deck and attach itself as material to it. So when you, when you, okay, so um, King Artorgus, when it's destroyed, can float into a level four exceed. So you can go back into Artorgus, uh, King of the Notable Knights. Sorry about that. King Custodian can go into Artorgus, uh, Sacred Artorgus, and attach itself. And uh, Sacred Artorgus can detach Custodian to pop a monster on the field. Custodian can shuffle two cards back to the opponent's hand. That is so good. These are clean, clean cards for the archetype. They also have a couple of new spells that we can get. Um, I think they have an extra equip uh, that came out, I think, a year or two ago. Most of the other cards that I could have known, uh, mentioned, like Yvonne, it summons a token when it is equipped. So you can make the, that usefulness is supposed to be to make the Link monster. It's so two tails of the Noble Knight, which would be fantastic, but we don't have Links yet. So there's that. But Noble Knights really just need their Exceed monsters, dude. You just have to wait for that. And Merlin also is just a spellcaster that you can tribute it to special summon a Noble Knight or tribute it to uh, 
special summon a synchro or an Xyz monster, something like that. So I think that, that, that that's all that Nova Knights need. To be completely honest, they will be set up and ready to go. You can actually play them if you want to play them. Uh, you can play them a little bit better with these cards. But as it stands right now, Nova Knights, yeah, they kind of suck. Someone else, I'm sorry I didn't catch all the names. I was just trying to do this really, really quick. It's actually really early in the morning. <clears throat> Mentioned Fire Fist monsters. Now, I'm hyped for Fire Fist myself. I love Fire Fist. Fire Fist got a lot of support in Fist of the Gadgets recently. So if we get uh, Fire Fist support down the line, I do expect some of those cards to be in uh, that box if we do get some down the line. So if they're more recent, <clears throat> I do expect to get Panda and uh, Elephant from uh fist of the gadgets they also have a ritual monster and a fusion monster now the ritual monster can send face up uh fire formation cards to the field i mean from the field to the graveyard to pop a card on your opponent's side of the field which i believe is a quick effect um <clears throat> with in the tcg sorry about that in the tcg they have a link monster fire fit fire fist eagle brotherhood of the fire fist eagle which allows you to activate your fire fist monsters with no cost which is really good but we don't have that so but we still want to clear the back row anyway so i do think that the ritual monster would be pretty dope to get they also have a new um fire formation card i believe the ritual one when it's sent from the field to the graveyard is a monster reborn i'm not 100 sure on that but um there's that but also that further down the line when we get exceeds world we can get the exceeds for the archetype cardinal shuffles cards back into the deck lion emperor adds a fire fist monster from the graveyard and tiger king ne ne negates the effects on the field of all monsters except beast warrior monsters which your whole archetype is beast warrior so that would be pretty damn cool to get further down the line because fire fist still have one of the best two card pop-offs in the entire game of Duel Links, it just doesn't end on anything strong. That would be so damn good to have in the future. The same person also mentioned the Dragoonities. I'm sorry, I really can't help you there because I immediately thought of Ravine. Dragoonities really need a way to just send the dragons to the graveyard. So when you summon the winged beast, they already have targets in the graveyard, um, no, uh, namely ducks. But as far as synchros go, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I as for Dragoonities themselves, you know, it'd be cool to have the the rest of their synchros, but I think the best uh card that I can say that they need is Koos. Dragoonity Koos is a level two level two dragon tuner that can attach itself just like Phalanx. Um but also it can um uh, special summon itself onto the field, but it can be treated as a level four tuner as well. So you can make level eight synchros as well as level six synchros, like the archetype already makes. So I think that that'd be really cool to uh, take advantage of with Koos. But other than that, I don't really know what other Dragoonity cards we can actually get. Um, someone else mentioned, once again, I'm really sad that I didn't get the names. I'll write down the names next time. Uh, someone else mentioned black wings dude we just need all the assault black wings black wings needs a box to themselves like just of everything like assault black wing obsidian joe or you know all the all the just give us all the assault black wings because it's a damn shame that almost every character from 5ds has gotten some of their own support in some way shape or form even goyo got the the level three goyos 
Um, you got Akiza having Black Rose. We got every other one having the Synchro Monster. But Crow gets nothing. No one wants to play Crow. His Crow got nothing. Like Zephyr Sealy, Austin the Southwind. Just give us anything for Black Wings, please. Just anything. Um, last question, <laughs> last um, response was XYZ Dragon Cannon Archetype. And I'm like, so you mean ABC Buster Drake? Because ABC Buster Drake is just way better than um, XYZ Dragon Cannon. And we're never getting ABC because it banishes cards and it can quick effect go back into the, the materials and then go back into another ABC Buster Drake. Yeah, we're not having that. That's, that's way too strong for what it is right now. But. I think that's about everything. That wraps everything up. Um, thank you for tuning in. Remember, next week, the question is, how impact, do you think um, Necro Valley will be impactful on the meta? Why or why not? Um, and I'm going to get going. It's early morning for me. I got a whole day in front of me. I'm going to get going. With that being said, get out of my head already. <laughs>